Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's another very hot day here in Seattle. In fact, it's actually starting to cool down just a tad. I, what do you think, like three degrees, Eric? It's a little bit cooler than yesterday, so yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I'm trying to find out what the actual temperature is at this very moment. Uh, but yeah, yesterday we got up to like 104, which... I think set, set a new Amazing. record. Yeah. And that's insane, really. That is that, insane. That means the Earth has broken off its axis <laughs> and is hurtling towards the sun. And that's just not right. That's very funny. I don't think it was quite that bad. Of course, I was in a pool all evening enjoying myself for the last two evenings um, because it was just way too hot for me. My house was just boiling, crazy that boiling. That's good. Yeah. 79 degrees is what we got oh, right now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't think it's been 79 at this time of day in about a week. Well, a few days. What do you think? Yeah, it's it. This is cooler than it's been definitely yes, in this at is least amazing. a week. Yeah, yeah. This is and amazing. I like this that on the uh, the Cairo site uh, where we get our weather it says feels like seventy nine degrees. It actually does. So it's yeah. seventy nine and feels like you know it's <laughs> it's rare that the temperature actually is what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. So for all of our listeners who don't live in Seattle, we have had record um, temperatures. In fact, our overnight temperatures have been averaging in the mid-70s, which is kind of normal weather for Seattle in the summer. So we've been really hot roasting. We're not used yeah. to it. We don't we, have We've had a real extreme weather year, that's right. for sure. That's true. We had a super lot of snow. Super cold, mm-hmm. snowy winter, and then right. super hot summer. So it's like suddenly we're in Nevada or something. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're Las Vegas for a little while, yeah. yeah, for the summer. Yeah. Well, everyone, welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time listening to the show today. My guest is Astrid, Dr. Astrid Pajari, who has years of experience with integrated herbal nutrition and mind-body therapies and traditional Western medicine. As a board-certified internist and trained medical herbalist, her knowledgeable insight embraces the best form of all of these approaches and safely integrates them into a holistic treatment plan. Her expertise has been recognized by her peers who have selected her as one of Seattle's best doctors and one of America's best doctors. So welcome, Astrid. It's so great to have you back on the show. Thank you. Is this third time on the show? I was trying to count. I think it's the third. (laughs) Is it the third time? And I know you worked really hard to get here on time because of the Who's flying over? Blue Angels the Blue are Angels doing are their practice over runs I-90. today. Yeah, because yeah. Seafair Weekend coming up this weekend. So they have the uh, I-90 bridge closed. And, right. of course, that wreaked havoc with the rest of the freeways. Right. People got to get where they're going. Right. So thank you so much for working so hard. I didn't even get to give you a hug or, you know, our normal <laughs> greeting. She's snuck in here while Eric and I were talking. So thank you so much for being here. It's just a pleasure to have you again. My honor, of course. Oh, it's just wonderful. So today, of course, um, anyone can call in and ask Dr. Astrid any questions that you have. Um, you know, she'll give her insight and, and we'll do everything we can to bring information that might help you move forward in your life. And I know one of the things we wanted to talk about today was like nutritional supporter supplements perhaps at different age groups or what do you think people need you know as children perhaps things to focus on the elderly you know women who are moving towards menopause and whatever other interesting um, age groups that you have identified or you know 
health through the decades. There you go. I like that. That's much easier. Yes. <laughs> it reminds me of Fox News. They did a <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, we did a health ser- healthy life series. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was health through the decades. Makes well, there you laugh. go. She's all ready and prepared for it. Wonderful. Well, I don't know if I'm ready and prepared, but we'll see. So, well, let's start with kids. Um, one of the things for children that a lot of people, you know, that's maybe common medical knowledge, but may not be as obvious if, you know, you're not in medicine, is that kids need iron. Um, some A lot of frequently children get anemic. And, you know, we usually think about anemia in young women, but actually a lot of young children are also anemic and they're not getting enough iron. So one actual... <laughs> One good source of iron, believe it or not, is those fortified cereals. Really? I, I know. You would never know. But wow. But isn't that funny? Um, and then actually, you know, I've noticed that a lot of parents are now using the sugar vitamins. But because iron is toxic at a high dose, you know, it's one of the most common causes of poisoning also in children. Mm. They avoid iron in sugar vitamins, obviously, because children are going to be more likely to overdose on it. But because parents are choosing that because kids want it, they're, you know, they're missing out on the iron. So that's one thing I would say is that if you've got children anywhere between 0 to 10, to think about that and to make sure your multivitamin has iron, but also to make sure you're not giving them too much, right? Mm. You don't want to overdo it. Mm. But I notice a lot of the vitamins people are using now are, are not having iron. Mm. That's very interesting tip. Yeah, yes, and I forgot about that whole iron thing with children because I remember <laughs> one of my one of my children I had to give iron supplements to as an infant. So I right. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fairly common. The other thing that, you know, of course with 104 degree weather in Seattle, we don't necessarily <laughs> worry about it, but is the vitamin I, D. Yeah. <laughs> vitamin D. I can't emphasize enough how yeah. important vitamin D is for for pretty much you know, zero to a hundred, <laughs> um, because actually they did a number of studies in, for example, in Finland, they did a nice study on vitamin D in children. And um, at that time in the seventies, they were using two thousand IU's of vitamin D a, a D a day for children, which you know they dropped their U.S. their RDA after the U.S. dropped theirs. But basically, there was a study showing that actually decrease the incidence of type 1 diabetes, which is, you know, a big deal for children. And then there's been some studies in terms of adults that vitamin D actually not only prevents, we always think about it for bones, but it actually also may be important for colon cancer prevention. Wow. Yeah. um, Preventing polyps um, Mm. in the colon, breast cancer prevention, um, multiple sclerosis, MS. Wow. Um, There's a military study showing that it might prevent MS. And that it also improves lung function. A lot of people don't know that it may improve actually how their lungs and their immune system work. So vitamin D has a lot of roles that we're now discovering that may not be as, as apparent, you know, um, maybe 10 years ago or something like that. So and here in the Northwest, we typically don't get a lot of sunshine. <laughs> except for this week. Yeah, this yeah. week. Yeah. Have, have you been enjoying the weather? Yeah, except boilingly hot. <laughs> the night times can be a little challenging, right? Yeah. Right. yeah vitamin D2, I've also noticed because I started taking it, I did have some tests done a couple years ago and my vitamin D was not even at the normal range below normal, which is pretty common for a lot of people, unfortunately, yeah. right? And we spend more time inside. We're not as, as active. We work in buildings. We live in homes. We're in cars. So we don't get the sunshine like we used to on our bodies. And I've noticed, or I noticed pretty much within about two or three months of taking it, that it seemed to be a mood elevator. It made me feel happier. So does it help with depression as well? 
Well, you know, I don't know if there's any study specifically on that. It definitely helps with um, the other symptom, common symptom of vitamin D deficiency, actually one of the earliest, is um, you can get muscle pain. Sometimes Mm. people complain of fatigue, especially in the upper legs and the upper um, arms. So, And I have noticed, I can't tell you, so many people are deficient, and I've definitely noticed a lot of people telling me it helps their fatigue, it helps their their stamina. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if there's any studies that would be interested to look at that. Yeah, that would be great to know because we do have a lot of American people who do take antidepressants. And so if vitamin D actually helped that, that would be wonderful. Yeah. I mean, there may be studies out there, and I might not have seen mm-hmm. them yet. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. So what other s- secrets do you have for us or good well, information? The other thing I, you know, a lot of people know about fish oil. I guess I would say in the um, adolescent and college years, you know, I notice um, a lot of the teens and college kids that I see usually aren't eating too well. Um, They're usually eating a lot of fast food or they're just rushed or stressed, you know, doing less studying and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend that two things. One, you know, to be honest, these things are good for any decade, really, but particularly um, for that population that isn't eating too well is doing a multivitamin, a good quality multivitamin once a day, and then fish oil too. There's a lot of benefits. Speaking of depression, actually, fish oil um, has been shown to actually improve. If, if you're, for example, if you're on a medication for depression, it actually improves the response to that medication if you take fish oil. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it's got a lot of, you know, for young women who have cramps with their periods or whatever, um, actually, fish oil can make a big difference. It's one. Of, there's been studies on it, but I can tell you that in my practice, one of the single most effective things that I've seen for menstrual cramps is actually fish oil. But fish oil has a whole wide variety of benefits as well. I mean, helps with memory. It helps with eye health. You know, preventing dry eyes. It helps with skin. I mean, there's a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful. That's ap- that's just great news. Thank you so much. And I love all the information about the vitamin D because a lot of people don't really understand how incredibly important it is. I have read some of the studies about um, prevent, perhaps preventing cancer, which is wonderful and phenomenal um, information so that we can live longer, healthier lives. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? All right. Before we do that, though, I want to give out the phone numbers because we haven't done that yet. So if people want to call in today, they can at uh, toll-free 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828 or locally at uh, 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Right now we're going to talk to Meredith calling from Oregon. Great. Hi, Meredith. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. What can we do for you today? Well, I'm sorry my question doesn't exactly <laughs> pertain to the topic, um, but Marie, I was wondering if you could tell me anything about if you see anything um, in the relationship that I'm in right now. Mm. Well, f- can we talk a little bit? I know this sounds really weird, but earlier I brought up in a mood elevation. Uh-huh. And sometimes when I say something, it kind of echoes in my head for a pretty long time. And, it, and I wonder, well, why did I say that? Or why is it echoing in my head? And then as, as you come on um, line, here it is again in my head. So how has your moods been lately? Um, it's taken sort of a drop in the last week or two. Mm-hmm. And, and do you know... You know, what are the causes besides the relationship? Because I'm seeing kind of a history of the drop going back and forth. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How long has that been going on? Um, I've had pretty fluctuating moods from uh-huh. in the last 
since I was a teenager in the last 10 years, really. Mm-hmm. Or really my whole life, I guess. So. That's what I was picking up on. Because <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, we, we can go ahead and get to the relationship piece. Uh-huh. But I think talking about this and, you know, we have um, Dr. Pajari here in the studio today. Because I think this is something that if you could get it addressed and balanced in some way, um, it could help a whole many, many areas of your life. And also make the relationship situation in terms of you having clear sight and balanced intuition about the choices that you're making mm-hmm. regarding relationship. So, um, well, are you on a medication right now? No, I was for a couple of years, um, a couple of years ago. What were you taking? Um, you know, I can't remember the name of it, which is so funny because I was on it for so long. No, that's Started okay. The Celexa probably. Uh, it wasn't Celexa. It was actually a mood stabilizer, not an antidepressant. Ah, okay. Um, well, as I was mentioning to Marie, the first thing, if we're talking about this from a holistic standpoint, the first thing I would talk about, again, is fish oil, and I would do the liquid, actually. Okay. Um, and you don't have any other health problems? No. Okay. So I would do the liquid, and um, I would do at least two tablespoons per day. Okay. Because you actually need a lot more um, for this purpose than you would, say, if you were just taking it for general health. So generally, I would recommend two capsules a day. In the liquid, you're going to get a lot more in a concentrated form. It's more cost-effective as well. Okay. And I'd recommend a brand that, um, first of all, I'd make sure you keep your fish oil in the fridge. And I'd recommend a brand that's been tested for PCBs, mercury dioxins, um, different things like that. And there's a number of brands over the counter that have done that. For example, Carlson's or Nordic Naturals. Yeah. But there are many, many brands. I don't want to advocate particularly one. But that's one option for you. Um, another thing to look into is um, there are a number of different holistic supports for that, but I definitely wouldn't combine it with medication. So um, you have to kind of watch what you're doing with that. But fish oil will be safe with pretty much any medication that's used usually for depression. The other thing um, that sometimes um, goes along with depression is thyroid imbalance, so to get that checked out as well. Oh, wow. That's actually very helpful because, Meredith, when I was looking at your scanning your body, your throat chakra was definitely highlighted for me. Uh-huh. And, and I think in the relationship situations, because whatever's happening in this relationship, it's kind of a reoccurrent pattern in others. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I think so. I think I have a hard time speaking my truth. Yeah, saying how you feel and asking for what you want. Exactly. And so even when you're beginning to date someone or meeting someone, you may not know exactly um, or that person may not know exactly what you need in order to feel loved, right? And so then, then when things get clear and you've decided that this, this is a person that you're going to stay with or hang out with for a while, and then you haven't asked for what you wanted, and, and then it's if you're still not asking for what you wanted and your partner has a completely different vis- vision of what it is that you require, then it can be challenging. So I think maybe getting the emotions, you know, maybe seeing a holistic practitioner perhaps, you know, checking to make sure that everything's going in a, an excellent direction since this has been bothering you for so long anyway. And then kind of reevaluating the relationship. I almost feel like that needs to be balanced. Of course, you get to do whatever you want and what feels right to you, but I think you'll have a better uh, ability to communicate your needs once you feel comfortable about who you are. Okay. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay, good. Thanks for calling. Have a great day. You too. Bye. 
Bye-bye. One of the reasons why I love having Dr. Pajari and other, I, this is a bring a doctor to work uh, month, Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's because I invite intuitive physicians on the phone, people who really understand intuition or and to be on the radio. I, I don't know why I said the phone other than we're talking to people on the phone. <laughs> um, it's, you know, one of my favorite things is that individuals who work in healthcare and who work with human beings, that they use their insight and their intuition to help them. People move much faster. They move beyond their blockages. They learn to trust you as an individual, as a practitioner. So how long have you felt comfortable using your intuition in your work? Probably about, I'd say, five or six years. I mean, to be honest, you know, it's interesting you say that because in um, as part of our training in medicine, you know, you go through four years. Well, first you go through college, but then you go through four years of medical school, and then right. you go through th- at least three years of residency. And that first year of residency is where you really learn a bulk of really how you're going to operate as a physician, you know, when you're done. It's interesting because the main thing that again and again in every residency, they always emphasize that, that for that year, really, there's no medical knowledge they emphasize as much as are they sick or not sick. Hmm. And it's really interesting because that's emphasized. And basically what that is, is when you walk in the room, is a person going to be okay or are they not going to be okay? Do you hmm. need to be more aggressive with them? And that's basically intuition. So if you think about that, every doctor has to learn that on some gut primal level, right? And then there's further development of that skill. But that fundamental skill is emphasized even though we don't use that language. Wow, that's amazing. That's Well, I know when I was working as a nurse, you you could tell the nurses who kind of utilized that skill because you'd walk into a room and you just felt something was off. You didn't know what it was. You're rechecking someone's vitals, even though you just checked it 10 or 15 minutes before, you know, it's been fine for days because you just have that feeling. Exactly. So it will be really nice when in, in medical school, they use more terms like that so that it's not just one or the other, you mm-hmm. know, also hitting or addressing the things that are in between perhaps. And that's what you developed. Right. More integrated. Yes. Oh, it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Sure. Uh, before we do yeah. that, uh, quick question. You you had recommended uh, keeping fish oil in the refrigerator. Do you recommend that uh, if you get the capsule no. form as well? Okay. Capsules, you don't need to, but the liquid you do. Okay, great. great question. That's a great question. I keep mine Thank in you. the fridge anyway, but now I know I don't have to. <laughs> My capsules. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to be chilled, I guess, <laughs> especially in the summertime. Cool, refreshing. Yeah, but now I know I don't have to. That's great. Let's talk to Roger now calling from Bothell. Hi, Roger. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can we do for you today? Um, I'm calling for my wife. Uh, she's unable to call when your show is on. Mm. Um, and she was hoping for uh, a reading or, or some sense of what might be going on with her. Um, she's been concerned about uh, steadily gaining weight, yet not changing her routine at all. Mm. Okay, so so she, Astrid and I are looking at each other. <laughs> Which one goes <laughs> first here? So she's been int- increasing her weight, but her routine hasn't changed, is what you're saying, right? Correct. Okay, and does she exercise? Um, she does. Okay. Several hours a day. All right. And has this been going on for about um, maybe close to 18 months? Um, The the steady weight gain, yes. Okay. Because that's where I'm at, about 18 months. Did anything significantly occur during that time period in her life? Something change? In the last 18 months? Mm -hmm. No. And Uh, how about 24 months? Because sometimes it takes a while for things to kick in. So did a family member pass away? Did she have to change a job? Did something significant happen? Yeah, uh, my mother, her mother-in-law, passed mm-hmm. away a couple years ago um, 
we moved into a new house about two and a half years ago. Okay. And how's it going in the house? Um, she hasn't, she said it doesn't feel like home mm-hmm. to her yet. Mm. Okay. And, but I, I think that's, that's changing as, you know, the more we're here. Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here, you know, and of course I can't wait to hear what Astrid has to say as well. But um, your wife is a very, um, she's an interesting person, by the way. I love being in her brain and um, in her energy of her brain. She's diverse. She's interesting. She's, she's focused, but yet she has a spontaneous part of herself as well. Although she tends to be, um, s- some people don't like as, as much change. Even though I said spontaneous, it has to do with her intellect. She likes to have spontaneous change in her thinking. And so, and she's also quite intuitive. So choosing that particular house actually didn't gel with her. And so her whole being is, is having a hard time putting down her roots, feeling safe, feeling comfortable. She does, of, of course, also miss your mother. I mean, that was actually a big loss for her. Um, but I, I just get that she's feeling lost or unsettled, unable to ground or connect to the home. Okay. So, so I think some changes need to be done to the house, like maybe some feng shui changes, something that makes her feel every time she walks into the door that it brings her some peace. Okay. Yeah, we did consult with a, a feng shui mm-hmm. uh, a- expert, and she provided some hints. And, and um, has that changed the way she feels? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm not sure. So. Oh. Maybe we need to revisit those changes because I know we haven't implemented all of them. Okay. And and right before we go to Astrid, I think what will be important, too, is that if she could let go of the previous place that you lived in. So, okay. I, I, yeah, I know that's, that's hard. She doesn't want to visit there. Okay. So that's probably one of the main issues because weight gain, for me, a lot of time when I look at it for individuals, it can be, of course, the chemical imbalance can be connected to it as well. But not being able to let go right, has a lot to do with not being able to move the body, you know, your body weight, body tissues, body fluids, holding on. So that's probably a big part of what's going on with her. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so Astrid, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's really important to look at endocrine imbalance. Um, So what does that mean? That means basically hormone imbalance in the body. And when you're stressed, so what Marie, from a medical standpoint, one way you could look at what she's talking about is, on some level, she has some subconscious stress, right, from being in a house that she's not comfortable in or whatever the different dynamics are. And when, you're, when you have that stress, what happens actually is you, your hormones change. Your cortisol goes up, which actually does cause weight gain, especially, you know, under chronic low-grade stress. Your, your cortisol will chronically be up and therefore cause endocrine hormonal disruption, right? So. Okay. You're going to actually um, be more sensitive to sugar, so you'll gain more weight with very little amounts of sugar. Um, You know, your thyroid actually gets imbalanced from cortisol being up. So there's a lot of different endocrine imbalances that happen under that situation. So that would be another way sort of to tag team with what Marie's talking about is maybe to address both things at the same time, to look at both the endocrine system and the, you know, this the underlying symptoms that are causing the stress. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's been tested for a lot of those things, but it has been a while since she was tested. So. Yeah. And sometimes also remember that the conventional medical way of viewing that um, testing may be different than the way holistic medicine would view it. So holistic medicine may have a, a more subtle um, appreciation for the hormone disruption that you might miss, you know, if you were just doing standard tests. And you may have done those. I, I'm not sure, but... That's just another thought there mm-hmm. for you. I see. Okay. 
And I think things will change. They'll start to even it out in about hmm, six months is when she'll really notice it, but about four and a half. So working on this letting go, reducing her stress, you know, have her hormones checked out to see what is off balance. And I agree. I think something is absolutely off balance as well. And and the stress does that. It just holds on to the cells. It's so interesting. It's so afraid that something bad's going to happen. So the body just goes into this, let's hold on to everything and not let anything go. And so exactly. It's yeah. challenging. But she's going to be fine, in my opinion. And, uh, of course, the two of you are working very hard on this, which helps people to improve their health and their mental statuses by actually taking action regarding it. And this is a great thing for her to learn, to let go of the past, because that's okay. a challenge for her. Great. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yes, and tell her hi from both of us. Okay, we will do. <laughs> All righty. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we'll take a short break here, and we'll come right back with more calls. Thank you. We'll be right back with Marie Manu Cherry Show. Marie is excited to announce the release of her brand new CD, A Healthy Immune System. A healthy immune system is the key to good health and vitality. On this CD, Marie explains what the immune system is and how the different components of the immune system function within the human body. You'll also gain a better understanding of energy medicine as it relates to the immune system. Marie shares exercises and meditations throughout this CD so you can create a healthy immune system and vital state of well-being. Also included with this CD is a diagram of the immune system and a brief glossary of terms for easy reference. To order your copy of Marie's new CD now, please visit her website at energyintuitive.com. If you're in the Tacoma area and would like an energy healing, contact Mark Smith. Mark has been attuned as a Reiki master by none other than Marie Banucheri. He also works with reconnective energy and matrix energetics. If you would rather stay in the comfort of your own home or live outside the Tacoma area, Mark is able to do distant healings worldwide. Call 360-893-8991 or visit his website at healing-with-energy. There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We have our guest today, Dr. Astrid Pajari, who is an internist and also has a degree in herbal medicine. Is it from a London university? Is that correct, Astrid? Yeah, in yeah. London, College of Phytotherapy. Oh, that's wonderful. And you did that right after your residency? or During, ha- during? and after. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, just very busy woman. And you have your own practice um, at the Pajari Healing Center. Is that the actual full title? Yeah, the Pujari Center. Oh, that's just lovely. And that's in Seattle. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so you've worked in numerous hospitals in the area. So why don't you give us just a brief little history of some of the experiences you've had? Well, I, I used to be a primary care physician at uh, one of the hospitals downtown here in Seattle called Virginia Mason. Mm-hmm. And then I left and started my own practice. And that was the Pujari Center. And then I was working doing integrative, holistic um, cancer care as well at Virginia Mason. And now I'm going to be doing it as well at the Women's Cancer Center of of Seattle, which is at Northwest Hospital. Oh, wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. They're fortunate to have you. It's (laughs) wonderful. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. And then you lecture and teach and Yeah, I've done a lot of lectures. You know, actually I have a I have a few workshops coming up. I have one on September eighteenth at Virginia Mason called Healing from Within. Oh. Yeah, and um and another one on September eighteenth actually at Northwest Hospital also uh, similar theme, healing from within, you, but both of them are using different tools to approach that. So, oh my gosh. Well, that's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Where can people find you? I mean, your phone number and your website would yeah. be great. My phone number is 206-344-8053. That's 206-344-8053. And my website is pujaricenter.com. Do you Thank want to spell you. Pujari? Sure. P is in Peter, U-J. A-R-I-Center.com. Wonderful. And I've heard, because you've given lectures over the last probably year um, for some of the hospitals in the area, and they're very well attended, and people love them. So thank you so much for doing them. I know it's so helpful for our community. Thank you. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, Eric, why don't we go ahead and go back to the phone lines? Sure, but I do want to give the phone numbers out because we have a few lines open here and still a little bit of time to take a few more calls in the show. So if you want to call in, you can at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828 or locally at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Right now we've got Mora from Seattle on the line. Hi, Maura. What Hello. Can we, hi. What can we do for you today? Well, I'm calling about my four-year-old son, and I was wondering if you, if both of you could give me some suggestions to help him sleep, because he's uh, four and a half and has never really been a good sleeper. He falls asleep, but uh, we rarely have a week where he doesn't wake up two or three nights, and sometimes it's two or three times during the night. And I was, I was told by a friend who uh, said that uh, melatonin is safe, but I kind of don't want to do that. And so I'm just wondering if, if uh, you could give me some suggestions. Well, I'll start off by answering that question, then I'll let Marie uh, fill in her perspective, and then I might have a few comments at the end, you know, after she gives her perspective. But I absolutely would never do melatonin in anyone who is under the age of at least 21. Okay. Um, because melatonin actually disrupts the um, the hormones in the pituitary gland, um, especially the reproductive hormones. Um, so I would definitely avoid that. Wow. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. good to know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so his whole life then, basically. Yeah, he's right. basically never been a real good sleeper. Yeah. Um, and since he stopped taking naps, he, he falls asleep really easily, but he wakes up a lot. Doesn't stay asleep. I mean, is he pretty sensitive? When I'm in his energy, I feel a little hyperactive. Is that? He's, he's a pretty sensitive little guy. Yeah. 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 So sensitive people like your son, which is more and more of the population is actually being born and more and more sensitive because the consciousness of the planet is increasing. So our ability just to be more sensitive are also increasing. Um, so children like that really need very simple foods that are pure and organic, not food coloring. Uh, they need p- peace and quiet, too, and spaces where they can really have time to themselves. And grounding to the earth can be a challenge for them because they may feel that they're less a part of the earth and more a part of other structures outside of the earth's atmosphere. So there is an exercise that your son could do before he goes to bed that will help the root chakra. And that is to have him stomp around the house, punching his fist towards the ground. He doesn't have to say anything or he can grunt if he wants to or make some funny um, passage if he'd like and have him do it for about maybe three to five minutes before he goes off to sleep. And that will help him 
help his body stay his being stay anchored in his body so that he can fall off to sleep and stay asleep and hopefully okay. get some rest through the night. So punch his, his fist toward the ground yeah. while so, he's stomping? Okay. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. And it should be fun at his age. You know, he yeah. should be able to enjoy <laughs> <Sure>. it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, come on. It's almost like you think you're waking him up before he goes to bed, but you'll actually be helping his root chakra ground deeper to the center of the earth. And then okay. he'll pull up earth energy and ground him. Yeah. Okay, great. What about lavender? Is that something that would be... No, actually, I'm sorry, both of them. Uh, lavender, actually, there's been some studies on lavender in children that it might actually also throw off reproductive hormones. So I probably wouldn't do that um, unless you're just doing aromatherapy where they're smelling the lavender. That can be calming. Um, what I would add is a couple things. One is it's very important that they have some downtime. I can just reemphasize what Marie's saying is that it's really important for children to have peace and quiet and just more serenity in their house. Um, So to really kind of build that kind of environment around him and try, you know, what I also notice is one of the most important things too, is that it's important for you to work on your serenity, right? Your own stress and really authentically doing that because children are very sensitive, right? They're going to pick up if their parents are you know, stressed, they're going to do it. So for you to do these same exercises and the same calming techniques that your son's doing. The second thing I would say is for herbs, probably the simplest and um, let's say one of the safer ones, there's a couple. One is chamomile tea. Okay. Um, So you could try some uh, some chamomile tea. And what I find is for children, you don't want to do too much honey, but if you take, if you do two tea bags and like a small amount of water, so they don't, you know, need to go to the bathroom at night or whatever. Yeah. And just leave it, cover the cup, after, you know, after you boil the tea bag and put it in the cup. Um, let it sit there for about five minutes and then pull it out because the bitter properties of the chamomile then won't extract into the water, but you'll still get the sedative properties. Okay. So that would probably be what I would start with. And then if that isn't working, then I would look into homeopathy. Um, there's some great homeopathic practitioners in the nation, and um, I think they can be really helpful. So, And children just do so great with homeopathy. Yeah, Their body just gentle. kicks in. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much to both of you. I will. I think you'll enjoy that um, stomping around. And so we'll try <laughs> both the chamomile and that. Yeah, keep us posted. And we thank wish you. you happy rest and sleep and through the night. Thank you. And thanks a lot for your show. <laughs> of course. Have a thanks. wonderful day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, let's talk to Roxanne from Seattle now. Hi, Roxanne. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. Good. What can we do for you today? Well, um, I guess I just wanted kind of a general, see how things were. I've I've, I've talked to you a while back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've been doing a lot of work because I had to have this... um, to see what I'll find out tomorrow to see what they found out when they did the uh, biopsy. Okay, so you recently had a biopsy for some suspicion of something going on in your body, and, yeah. and you'll find the results tomorrow. And, of course, you're stressed, I would imagine, right now. Well, I'm not overly stressed about it. I uh-huh. I mean, I guess I used my stress to clear out in a variety of ways, and I feel like I made some progress doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I used my time to do that instead of being stressed. Yeah. Well, and I love how you talked about it because it sounds more mental to me when, at least from my experience, and we can hear how Dr. Pajari handles her her stress as well, is to me it's more of an emotional experience. Uh, You know, it's not about cleaning the house more, reorganizing or vacuuming out the car or making a list. For me, it's really about... I'm just sitting with myself and being with myself and actually being okay with being upset or sad or uncomfortable or whatever's going on with me. And so have you done any of that yet? Um, I think I've done some of that in, you know, what I've done. I, I you know, I, I use some flower essences and when mm-hmm. I was doing the reflexology mm-hmm. and stuff and, mm-hmm. and affirmations and that kind of thing. But in between, I, you know, when I was doing some of this stuff, I would feel what I was feeling. And what were you feeling? Um, I I guess um, it's not like what I was feeling, but I I guess in some it probably is more mental. Mm -hmm. But um, I was looking at the things in my life that trying to look at them from a different perspective. Right. So here's what I would love for you to do. And and of course, we'll continue on with this conversation. But I think you need to spend time feeling your feelings. You just had a, a major test performed that, you know, is scary for anyone. And um, you're afraid to feel it. You're afraid to even feel it prior to the test. A little piece of your body was removed from, from your being, which is okay. We're grateful for Western medicine's ability to find things within us and lead us towards a place of health. Um, but you haven't felt it yet. And one, what happens with dis-ease in the body, in my mind, it's from emotions being trapped. So our feelings get stuck in our body. We don't. They can be there for decades, actually centuries, if you believe in past lives and reincarnation, as I do, which, of course, our um, listeners don't have to have that belief system. And so here you have an opportunity to really let go of some sorrow and pain. I can feel it significantly in your body. And not only do we want you to just let it out so that you can... Um, be okay with whatever's going on and not have to do more less, um, but also to prevent any health issues down the road. So I would, I would maybe sit down, um, drink some nice calming tea, you know, maybe some peppermint tea, and just sit with yourself and ask yourself, what am I feeling? Put your um, attention into your second chakra, just below the belly button, because it's connected to your emotions, and give yourself permission to just feel whatever you happen to be feeling. Do you have something to add? Yeah, I would add. I would add first of all that I completely agree with Marie. And there was actually medical, um, you know, from a medical point of view, when you bottle up your feelings, okay, and, and you mentalize them instead of just feeling them viscerally. So just remembering that feelings are energy that you feel with your body. So one of the ways that people get in contact with their feelings when they're having trouble connecting with them, and they tend to go in their heads a lot, is to really get connected of what does my heart feel like right now? What does my gut feel like right now? What does my leg feel like right now? If my leg were able to talk, what would it say? Because remember that our bodies are a way of our, us, one way for us to connect more deeply with our feelings. And what I will say is when we bottle up feelings, when we don't, un, when we don't allow ourselves to feel them, again, what happens is that's a stress reaction on the body. So you are, one of the things that happens with stress is actually your immune system goes down. So it makes it harder for you to to fight off whatever it is that needs to be, you know, done. And if that pattern's been going on for a while, then it's it's important for you to undo that so you can heal. Yeah, and prevent, you know, 
just anything that could potentially happen down the road. And feelings are, you know, we're, we're just not educated as a culture to discuss, unless we go into drama, you know, about our feelings. And they are, they're everything, I think. Um, we manifest and create our lives based on how we feel. So that's kind of my reading. Um, is that helpful? Or our reading, I should say. Is that helpful for you? Um, well, I guess when I sit with myself, I'll find out. <laughs> okay. And thank you so much for your courage in doing that, because it really is a courageous act to feel one's feelings. Yeah. Becky, can I add one thing, too? You know, the uh, workshops I mentioned earlier, actually, um, the Healing from Within workshops, September 18th and 17th, that's one thing that we do is we use... Um, tools, techniques, creativity to help people get in contact with their feelings and move from the intellect into the emotions. So that might be another resource for you. If you're interested, you can look at my website, and that's PujariCenter.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, and best of luck sending you tons of light for a happy report tomorrow. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, let's talk to Cammy, calling all the way from Orlando. Mm, hi, Cammy. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. You guys been very hot over there. Uh, yeah, I, are we are we hotter than Florida right now? You are. We have a little <laughs> more humidity, but we have more pools to jump in. So. I was, yeah, I know. You keep asking all your Seattle friends to come jump in your pool. I know we should have taken yeah. you up on it. Yeah, but you're always welcome. <laughs> Thank you. What can we do for you today? So I uh, have a wonderful 21-year-old son who's off, launched on his own. Um, he eats really, you know, he never eats junk food. He works out. He, he's in good shape. But I don't think he's had a green vegetable in, I don't know, maybe maybe all 21, 20 years <laughs> of his life. I think when he was one, I was able to, you know, get some down. But um, he eats a lot of meat and cheese, and, and even though he's not snacking on donuts and chips and soda, um, and he works out, he runs. I just keep being the mother going, you need something else. So is there, I don't know, Marie, maybe you can give me some um, a reading, a little bit of a reading on his health. But also, um, Dr. Pichari, what about a vitamin? That's, there's so many when I walk down the aisle there. I don't know what to even begin to suggest. Well, what I'd say is actually that you're right on that no vitamin is a substitution for eating fruits and vegetables, right? So that's the first thing to start with because if you look, for example, let's just take something simple like antioxidants, okay, which everyone knows, you know, (laughs) about or at least has heard the term, which basically prevent damage to your cells. Um, Antioxidant in an if you take an apple and eat an apple, it only has nine milligrams of vitamin C but its antioxidant level is extremely high. If you take 500 milligrams of vitamin C in a supplement, it's only a third of that. So in order to achieve anywhere close to the antioxidant levels that you would with an apple, you have to get 500 milligrams of vitamin C. So just that just gives you one very simple example of why it, supplements are always a supplement to a good diet, not a substitution, right? So you're right on about the fruits and vegetables. And, and really what you want to be shooting for, which you know probably already, but there's five colors of fruits and vegetables, red, orange, yellow, dark green, and blue. Other, otherwise, people sometimes call it as violet or purple, black. 
So there's those five categories, and really ideally you want to be eating a range of those throughout the day and not just throughout the week. On the other hand, I completely understand because he's a grown man now, and so to really surrender that, you know, just let letting go of control and, and all those things is another whole piece of it. But from a general health perspective, I think you're right on. In the meantime, he can try a multivitamin, but I think you're right that that's probably not going to be enough, you know. Yeah. And so you might just want to tease them. He's a funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor. So some teasing might work with him rather than nagging or what he may interpret as nagging. Actually, he's so cute. I see that when you talk to him about this, it just goes one ear and out the other. <laughs> yeah. So maybe come up with some really cool jokes. Ask your husband. He's very bright. You know, I've had I've been fortunate enough to meet your family, not your son, but your husband and, and your daughter. So talk to your husband about it. Come up with some really great jokes because I think if you put some humor into it, it just might entice them to grab an apple or <laughs> munch on a cucumber or, you know, something fun like that. You know, one other thing I would add, actually, and this this I've seen a lot is um, it, just as a doctor is that, you know, sometimes there's one family member who really cares. They, they have so much love for somebody and they really want them to change, but they're having trouble having that person listen to them. And that's sometimes where seeing a third party, like going to a holistic provider or going to get, you know, coming, having them listen to the radio show, somewhere where they're going to hear this in an objective third party fashion helps because then it's not about you, right? It's the two of you listening to this third party, but without seeming like you're pushing it on them, you know, just, oh, would you like to check out this person? You know, I just thought they were kind of neat or, you know, do you want an appointment or whatever? Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah, I mean, I, I do a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to have other people talk to my children. They give them my message because I <laughs> yeah. always realize that um, they listen to other people. Right. I mean, they may listen to me subconsciously. Right. Eventually, it'll all pull in. Yeah. But um, but I, I do try to encourage them, both my kids, even my husband, for Pete's sake, to, listen, <laughs> to be in front of people who a message that I think is important for them to hear. Right. So I do understand that. It's, it's, it's a little different when they're in their 20s. and um, Yeah. It's know, more challenging. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I understand completely. Well, but, I think the humor, and he does look fine to me, although I would love to see a little bit more substance in his energy. It's beautiful, bright light, but I'd like to see a little bit more weight in his energy. And so, of course, now it's great. In a decade, if we don't have a lot of fruit and vegetables, it may look very different. Um, yep. So uh, I would just maybe make it a joke, you know, tease him okay. a little bit about it and uh, and hope that his next girlfriend is a vegetarian, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you that's know. a good, that's, those yeah. girlfriends always help out a lot. They tend to have a lot of influence. So. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, so, but overall, he looks okay. Yeah, he right? does. He looks great. Yeah, he's a happy, happy man. And that's a gift in itself. So that's wonderful. He is a gift. Okay, well, thanks very much. Thank you. Stay cool in Florida and um, send us some cool winds our way because we're boiling over here. (laughs) All right. You you stay in the library and in the theaters and things like that. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. Now we're on to Pam calling also from the East Coast. We got uh, Pam calling from New Jersey. Wonderful. What can we do for you, Pam? Hi. It's so great to talk to both of you. Wonderful. (laughs) I appreciate your um, show, Marie, so much. I really learned so much from you, and I listened to all your podcasts, so I've been catching up. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. But I was calling because for the last three years or so, I've been having problems with adult acne and 
heavier menstrual periods. And it's to the point now where they're actually affecting my lifestyle um, to the point where um, I can't do my normal activities. I have fatigue around my periods before, during, and after. So it, it takes out about 10 days of my life every month. Um, and I was wondering if maybe you could um, give me an idea um, of some things I might be able to do um, to help that. Well, um, there's there's a lot of things. Pam, how old are you? Um, I'll be 41 next month. Okay. And so, have you seen a have you seen a gynecologist? I have seen a gynecologist. They um, haven't done anything but basic pap smear and check. They suggested ultrasound, looking for fibroids and things like that. But I haven't gone that far yet. Okay. Um, well, the thing is, uh, in this case, I'd actually. Um, the problem is it's kind of a complex question because from a medical standpoint, I'd probably have to do a phone consult for you, you know, to get the full medical details and all that to really be able to answer your question. Simply put, though, that particular combination of acne and, um, you know, really heavy periods suggests that you do have a hormone imbalance. And often what I see in women in their 40s is, you know, there starts to be some changes in the hormones and you're getting a little more estrogen than progesterone. I mean, this is a a big generalization because without, you know, doing a phone consult for you, I I wouldn't be able to tell you for sure. But and doing some labs, maybe. But um, one thing. So acne is considered to be in sometimes in holistic medicine, diabetes of the skin. Okay, Hmm. so, yeah. So when you have um higher insulin levels or, you know, again, we're coming back to that theme of cortisol being high, um, estrogen being imbalanced. Insulin can actually imbalance estrogen and progesterone from each other. So, you know, this is actually kind of a bigger thing in holistic medicine, sort of a bigger approach. I mean, we'd look at your entire diet, your sugar consumption, how much fish oil you're doing, you know, your omega-3 fats, Um, And there's actually um, a number of things you can do, you know, with digestion to help acne. What I'd probably start with, though, is making sure you get the full conventional medical workup to make sure this isn't something else. You know, so getting an ultrasound of your uterus and ovaries is usually part of it. Seeing a gynecologist and making sure they've done, you know, more of a full workup, making sure you're not, you know, going into premenopause or anything like that. Right. So that if you do pursue the holistic piece of it, that that part has been covered. I see. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's so helpful. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, what I'm looking at too, Pam, is, is your mother still living? Yeah, she is. Yeah, and, and how's I knew you'd bring her up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very intuitive. You're very yes, intuitive. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, that was one of my questions. Yeah. If I didn't ask the other question. Okay. <laughs> so, so you know, for me anyway, when I look at at least certain generations of individuals, when I look at their relationships to parents, particularly in the second chakra for women, it has to do with the relationship with their mother generally. Okay. And and your mom's in there with a face that doesn't make me very happy, and that kind of yeah. makes me think that the two of you aren't very happy in your relationship together. 
Right. Yes. And, and I've been struggling with her illness of uh, depression for years. It just oh. culminated a little bit recently. So oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it's been real difficult, basically my whole life. So right. I, I thought that might have something to do I with it. I think it does. I think, you know, when people, you know, go into menopause soon or have problems with their menopausal symptoms or have problems getting pregnant or have problems with delivery of their children or anything of, of those natures that have to do with their reproductive organs, it has a lot to do with their relationship with their mom or lack of relationship or not right. getting enough nurturing or in your case from what I can see is you being the parent in the relationship yeah. and so it sounds like you're setting more and more healthy boundaries you know like maybe not worrying about her as much um, maybe cutting down the phone calls a little bit you know yeah. and, and I would continue being the loving compassionate person that you are because your mom seems to me like it's getting more and more challenging for her in life Yes. But she's also... It's hard to find a balance for me to I set know. the boundaries and then still be... I, I can be compassionate, but right. when I speak my truth with her, and even in a loving way, which this just happened, she um, doesn't speak to me. She right. gets very angry, so that's right. what just happened. So right. it's really a hard balance for me it to is find. Hard. And, and I would just go and say something like that to your mom. You know, like, I'm, I need to express who I am in our relationship. And that I find that challenging because you don't want to hear what I have to say, or it hurts your feelings when I don't intend to. I think if you can speak a little bit more of your truth in that way, even if she still doesn't get it, at least you've been more, um, you've released more of whatever may be going on in your body. I would also consider having a couple temper tantrums a week. It's really okay. great for the uterus. It just clears that. I heard you that. say that. I wondered about that. Great. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. <laughs> you know, maybe we can get some of that blood flow to slow down a little bit and not be so challenging during your menses. Okay. So I think that would be a way to go. And, and just know that you don't have to be your mom's parent and you don't have to rescue her. You can have the compassion, but remember that you really have been the child in this relationship. And, um, and she's creating her own life, which she is, by the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a fantastic day in New Jersey. Is it hotter there? It's not too bad right now. We've been getting upper 80s, but the humidity is kind of dropping, so it's actually a little cooler right now. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, and good luck you in your too. health. Thank you, both of you. You're welcome. Okay, have a great bye-bye. day. All righty, bye-bye. All right, I think we have just uh, an, enough time to very quickly talk to Becky in Seattle. Okay, and I'm just going to make one announcement before we talk to Becky. I'll be at the East West Bookstore on August 7th, Embracing What is Surrendering. And so you want to call the East West Bookshop to make appointments to reserve your seat for that class. And so we have Becky. Oh, good afternoon. Hi, um, how are oh, you? Oh, fine. Um, I had a head and neck injury a year and a half ago. I'm 58, and it's been getting better, but... It's really difficult to, um, my, my muscles don't seem to be coming back really well. Mm. And um, I, I had a stab wound from years ago, a burglar, you know, um, in my left leg and also a T12 break. And so my left hip is not really strong, so that affects my left knee. And I'm wondering if there's something I can do because if I can get my hip and knee working better, I can work out more. Um, well, that's a complex question, and we have a couple of minutes. So... Uh, 30 seconds, 30 actually. Seconds. So <laughs> what I'll do is refer you to my website. You can always call for an appointment. Um, one thing to think about is glucosamine for arthritis symptoms, but I'm not sure that's entirely what it is. 
Marie, did you have a yeah, comment? Yeah, I'm actually, you're very brave and amazing. And these are structural problems. So getting, I think getting some holistic care and nutrition and insight would be wonderful for you so we can get your structure back in order so that your life can be structured. So I do think this would be a great idea. I'm sorry, Becky, we don't have more time to discuss it with you. It sounds like a very interesting case. I know we would love to tell, help you with it. So we're going to have to go off the air. I'm so sorry. And I wish everyone a cool day here in Washington and joyful blessings until next week. Thank you, Astrid. It's a pleasure as always to have you. My honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Joyful blessings. Thank you.